New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. Club, you can find by going to the website theblackbillionairesclub.com, theblackbillionairesclub.com. Pick up your copy today. It's available in uh, soft copy. Got about 10 copies left if you want the physical copy. Also, ebook is available in English and in French uh, for our brothers and sisters in the diaspora. Uh, while you're there at the website, you will find a store, a store where you can find other uh, black author financial literacy books for the most part and business books as well. So if you want to support other black authors, you can do that in our store at theblackbillionairesclub.com. And last but not least, we do have a club that we actually run. Uh, it's called the Black Billionaires Club, where brothers and sisters have come together to build wealth and build business while they build themselves. And so if that's something that you're interested in, you're saying you've been looking for a crowd, a group of people where you're saying, hey, I want to get around like-minded folks and realize you're the smartest person in the room. Well, it's time for you to find a new room and quite possibly the Black Billionaires Club could be that room for you. Hey, while you guys are here, man, uh, go, go ahead and let us know. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button and share button if you care. Like button and share button if you care. Also, let us know where you're connecting from this morning on this terrific Thursday. We're broadcast across the World Wide Web. It's a Facebook and also YouTube, understanding that worldwide means global. And so you can be connecting with us from anywhere at any point in time. We'd love to know just how far our reach is here this morning. Go ahead and put in the comments below what city, what state, what country quite possibly that you might be connecting from here today. I am uh, broadcasting here in our virtual studios here in Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, where it's greater. And, uh, and just really I'm super excited that we are able to connect and continue to build and lift each other up as we uh, you know, get into this thing. That's right. New Black Wall Street Book Club, 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day to keep broke and stupid away. All right, that's what we're going to do here, Reading Rainbow 2.0. Now, we're continuing our journey into a book called The Wealth Choice. Uh, this is a book uh, here, uh, Wealth Choice, all right, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires, written by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, which you can find on his website, www.denniskimbrough.com, www.denniskimbrough.com. And we're going to continue our journey. I think this will be our last section, uh, part four of The Wealth Drivers. There are nine drivers to wealth. And we've covered seven, right? We'll recap seven today because seven was so powerful. Uh, and then we'll finish up eight and nine as well here today. I do want to cover as well, remind you uh, that there are two, uh, there are two we've co covered two rules or two laws of wealth. 
that first law, first rule was that wealth begins in the mind and it ends in the purse. Wealth begins in the mind, but ends in the purse. That was the first law of wealth that we've covered in this book so far. The second law uh, that we've covered as we've been going through this uh, book as well is that uh, you, you, we must decide, right? We must decide not to be poor. Understanding that it begins in the mind, then we simply have to make a choice, right? A choice not to be poor, which in turn is saying I'm choosing wealth. Everybody put in console, I choose wealth. I choose wealth. And so many people that you and I may know, of course, it's not us because they, they're not even watching this morning. But if so many people simply have not made the decision to go after, the decision to pursue, the, the decision to get what they can actually have. Good morning to your brother Daniels out of, in the house out of Wichita, man, the Wichita Cheesecake Company. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Miss Jenny Hernandez out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Grand rising to your queen. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, man. Miss Antoinette Ross is a boss up in here out of ATL. Thanks so much for joining us here today out of freezing Florida. Ain't no way Florida freezing. No, no way. What's going on, Miss Rhonda Holmes? You probably say that 65 degrees is freezing, and we laugh at you up here, anywhere that's north of you. But, hey, it's freezing to you. It must be freezing. Let's turn to take Williams in the house out of Mount Kings Mountain, North Carolina. Thanks so much for joining us here today. The makeup queen, the cosmetic diva is up here, up in here, up in here on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Now, where I wanted to start this morning, guys, is to recap Yesterday, because yesterday was so powerful because we had a brother, I, I forget his name, Lambert, who um, who who was able to uh, grow from a place of poverty, right, uh, to a place of wealth by following his mother's principles, who when his mother wasn't really, didn't have a life of wealth, but she she studied and she knew the, the, the principles to follow to help her children get to a place of wealth. And if they follow those principles, they'd have some sense as well. And all I find interesting here is that sometimes you just need a coach. That coach might not have what you want. In other words, a basketball coach may not have won a title, but he knows how to get people to a title. Sometimes you need people in your life that can help you get to the title, that can help you win the race, that can help you to get to where you want to go. And it's not always that they've been there. So I think that's a myth sometimes we must understand as well. They may not already be there. But they studied enough to know how to get there, and they may just be on a journey themselves. Or they may be at a place where they just want to share the wisdom that they learned, the, the what not to do in order to help you get to what you should do, right? What not to do in order to help you get to what you should do. So she shared four keys to financial success. Four keys to financial success. And this was in the, uh, the seventh driver when we were talking about relationships. What's going on, Mr. Knox? Right, you got that. Uh, you got that. Uh, that Elon Musk, uh, 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 bump in your Dodge coin. That's what I'm talking about. Here's the first key. Here's the first key that she shared with her son. She said, "Plan your work, but remain flexible. A due diligence is critical. You may be forced to navigate detours and challenges, or a new way of thinking, in order to achieve your goal and reach your destination." She said, "Plan your work, but remain." flexible. Her point number two here is her, four, her second key to financial success as she was raising her son. She said, hey, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Everybody put in the console, push myself. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. 
for some of you, I'm gonna say that I'm glad you mentioned that, Tony. For some of you, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is learning about cryptocurrency. That could be for you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. But at any rate, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Take a risk. You won't achieve anything by staying in a box. It's counterproductive. Never underestimate your skills or strengths or how much you can accomplish or achieve. Don't worry about the distance. Only concentrate on the direction. Don't worry about the distance between you and your ultimate goal. Concentrate. Concentrate on your direction. Are you headed that way? And are you headed that way each and every day? Are, is every step that you take towards your ultimate destination? Don't concentrate on the distance, how far or how close you are, but concentrate on the direction. Did you get off yesterday? Did you get distracted? Did you procrastinate? Or did you keep taking step, one step, two step? A journey of a thousand miles begin with a single step. How do you be, eat an elephant one bite at a time? Are you at least headed in the direction of where you ultimately want to be each and every day? Her third key that she shared with her son to financial success was lean on your network. Now, this is very difficult, it seems, for many of us because with seeing our community, we want to work in silo. No, not that we want to work. We just figure we have one bad incidence and another bad incidence with another person. Like, ah, bah, humbug. I guess I'll do it by myself. And then you get into the race of, then you get into the habit of doing it by yourself that you forget that you need other people in order for you to get to where you ultimately want to be. Lean on your network, but be careful with whom you associate. Now, that's the part we didn't figure it. We didn't figure out how to actually decipher or determine how to, how to pay attention to the yellow and the red flags. Some things you want to do, it might be one or two people that's in your space. You're like, well, let me try to do it with them. You get the yellow flag. You get the red flag saying, no, that ain't the person, but you still push forward. That's on you. Be careful with whom you associate. Few choices will influence your future more so than this decision. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals who share your passions and your beliefs and desire. Build a team. Everybody put in console, build a team. Build a team who shares your commitment and who complement your skill set. Your net worth will be reflected by your network. And then her fourth key that she shared uh, for to financial success with her son as she was raising a, a millionaire well, stay positive. Uh, look at the bright side of things. Transforming your life begins with by transforming your mindset. Opportunity often resides in difficult circumstances. So understanding that wealth begins in the mind, we must begin to transform our mind because many of us, we have a pot, we've, we've developed a poverty mindset. We've, we've developed a comfort mindset. We, this is some things we just have to overcome, but yeah, be ye renewed by the transformation or the transforming of your mind. That's what a good book says. So those are four keys to financial success. We got that as we were reading about how relationships are a driver right, to your wealth, and let's cover those seven, and then we'll get into number eight, okay? So the first driver to wealth, the first wealth driver uh, that was shared by the author, and I think I'm going a little far, was about life. The have nots focus on just surviving. The haves, their focus is on achievement. The second driver, your family unit, 
The have-nots are matriarchal in their, their disposition. The haves think legacy. Education is the third driver. The have-nots, they might just, they might finish high school. The haves are lifelong learners. Number four driver to wealth is money. How you think about money? They have nots, they act rich, they spend, and they're consumers. Got spending power. The haves, they actually act poor. They conserve, they save, and invest. Number five was work. The have nots, nine to five, J-O-B, just over broke. They consider it to be a necessary evil. They're pretty much an hourly worker. The haves, they do a lot of their work five to nine. It's their life work or their mission or their purpose. And they believe in self-employment. Number six was time, how you view time. The have-nots, from past to present to past. The haves have their mind on the future. And number seven, relate uh, number, uh, number seven relationships, which we covered yesterday as well, the have-nots are all about socializing partying, right? The haves, they focus on networking, building meaningful and profitable relationships. Let me say that again, building meaningful and profitable relationships. Everybody put in console, meaningful and profitable. Meaningful and profitable. Your network, network will be reflected by your network. And here's Dr. Driver number eight, between the haves and the have-nots. It's, it's about destiny. Fate, dream, or chance or choice? Chance or choice? Is it by chance or are you making a choice? New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's read. In his best-selling book, Outliers, the widely read journalist Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell postulated that there are two categories of highly successful people. Those who attribute their success to the ability to set and achieve personal goals or, and those fortunate few or outliers, as Gladwell calls them, who find themselves born to perform a specific task. With regard to the fortunate few, these individuals are usually well aware of their life's work while they are relatively young and their thoughts, dreams, visions, and energies are in complete alignment. I was raised by parents who instilled in me a strong work ethic and the expectation I would succeed regardless of my chosen path, explained Deborah Lee, CEO of Black Entertainment Television, as well as the highest ranking African-American female executive at Viacom Inc., BET's parent company. At an early age, I was taught that my destiny lay within, that a power existed that if I awakened it, aroused it, developed it, and matched it with honest effort, I could literally change the world. Everybody put in console, destiny lies within. With a demanding job and positions on the board of Eastman Kodak, of Eastman Kodak, Marriott International, and Revlon, Lee's days are hectic, but no matter the pace, her calling and purpose fit together like lock and key. Also joining the ranks is Dr. Benjamin Carson, the famous neurosurgeon. Carson can be seen in the halls of John Hopkins Hospital, pursuing his life's work trailed by dozens of physicians from the wee hours of the morning until late at night. In spite of Carson's countless awards and recognition during the course of an interview, I was pleasantly surprised at his warmth and accessibility. His only mission is to deliver better health care. 
and enhance the quality of life for all those who cross his path. Lee Jenkins, a personal friend of a personal friend of one of the fortunate few, is easily the top black stockbroker and money manager in Atlanta, Georgia, if not the Southeast. When we when not working with his clients, he can be found delivering his message on finance and sales to those searching for a better life. Like Carson, he starts early and works late. He loves his work and has built an investment practice to the point where he easily fits the one percentile profile within this study. Thousands of men and women in all fields of study could be labeled part of the fortunate few. Early on, these individuals identified the star they were meant to follow, and they followed this point of light their entire lives. At their core, Black America's financial elite know and practice the power of dreaming big dreams. They have long since abandoned the notion that they are powerless over the circumstances of their lives. Nearly 95% said that they live by clearly defined goals, and 25% replied that goal setting is the key to financial success. 95% of the black millionaires say that goal setting is a key to financial success. Now, I don't know about you, but if 95% of them said that that's a key to them, and if I want to have financial success in my life, well, then I basically probably need to agree and say I might need to start setting some goals so I can have some financial success. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, that's a big percentage. I, I mean, that's pretty much only 5% of them came up with something else, but 95% said goal setting is the key to financial success. When asked, how do you view yourself? A nearly 50% responded, goal-oriented. I found the wealthy to be consumed by their goals and dreams, regardless of day or time. As one Florida-based responder whose net worth easily exceeds $50 million chided, it's impossible to be extraordinary, to do extraordinary things when you're thinking ordinary thoughts. Uh-oh. It's impossible to do extraordinary things when you're thinking ordinary thoughts. And another seven-figure participant chimed in, how you think is how you become. How you think is how you become. Is your destiny by chance or by choice? Is your destiny by chance or by choice? The eighth driver as it relates to wealth, driving the driver of wealth, destiny. How you view, how you perceive, how you think about your destiny. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. And we got one more, guys. We got one more driver to wealth 
And then we'll actually be finishing up this chapter. And that driver is your faith. Your faith or your spirituality. Praise or practice. Praise or practice. Oh, Lord. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's read. Some readers may remember the highly successful television show called The Millionaire. Each week, some deserving soul will receive a cashier's check for $1 million from an unknown benefactor. Recipients could keep the windfall and spend it any way they saw fit on a condition that they never revealed the source. As fate would have, recipients would overcome, were overcome with joy until they discovered that money could not buy happiness. Ironically, in every episode, the recipient faced a host of challenges to the agreement with the benefactor, and many times the money had to be returned. Hollywood has produced several movies demonstrating that true happiness does not emanate from material wealth, a lesson that most millionaires have come to know. For example, the movie Money Grows on Trees depicts a family that suddenly becomes rich when they discover that a tree in their yard grew, of all things, money. Nonetheless, in the course of the movie, the family faces a slew of difficulty because of their money tree. These are fictional examples of people who fail to find happiness from money alone. But what of real life? All the accounts of individuals who have become instant millionaires by winning the lottery, more than a handful say that life became more complicated after, after their financial windfall. In all of these examples, fictional and real, there seems to be a missing link to personal happiness and fulfillment. What is that link? If people have not developed spiritual wealth, no amount of money will make them happy. If people have not developed spiritual wealth, no amount of money will make them happy. The overwhelming majority of the wealthy in this study believe in God. Each affirms that he or she is an integral part of the creator's divine plan. With this firm belief in the order and ongoing promise of the universe, they've been able to develop a creative imagination, self-esteem, wisdom, goals, and a deep abiding faith. My greatest inspiration had been and continues to be my faith in God, says Valerie Daniels Carter, a black woman who presides over a $95 million fast food empire. He is the source of my strength and he gives me the ability to do the things I do. My desire is to create a legacy of giving a hand up. I try to leave my fingerprints on everything that I do. And everyone who knows that a fingerprint, who knows that a fingerprint, and everyone who knows, everyone who knows, knows that a fingerprint lasts forever. Their faith serves as the bedrock, a root system, if you will, that has allowed them to bend and grow with the winds of change without breaking no matter the challenge of circumstance. This ability to adapt is apparent in their unceasing habit of looking at the bright side of even the darkest dilemma. Many of the financial elite credit their strong religious faith as a source of their ability. Case in point, when asked how often do you attend church or a religious service, two-thirds of the survey respondents reply once or twice a week. More than half of the respondents tithe and nearly 30% donate 10 to 15% of their earnings to charity. And the size of the church that black millionaires attend, nothing fancy. A fewer, fewer than 2,500 members. According to the affluent, faith provides spiritual wealth. It is the source of love and nurtures the risk taker with wisdom. Whereas material wealth is dependent on a bevy of factors that sometimes lie outside of our control. Spiritual wealth lies completely in our hands. The type of faith that seems to make a difference in the pursuit of financial success is that which provides inner strength on a consistent basis. That means nurturing the belief system regularly, usually on a daily basis, through prayer and meditation. 
However, another component is necessary. An old Russian proverb states, pray to God, but row for the shore. This type of activist spirituality characterizes the wealthy who express a deep spiritual faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So this faith for the spirituality that you may have, do you put it into practice? Does it show up in your day-to-day -day walk or does it only show up in your daily talk? Oh, he preaching now. <laughs> this faith that you have, this spirituality that's in you, does it show up in your day-to-day -day walk or is it only visible in your daily talk. Pineapples. <laughs> so the nine drivers of wealth, uh, beautiful people, how you view, how you perceive, how you look at, right? How you look at your life, your family unit, education, money, work, time, relationships, your destiny, and your faith. We have one last section, and we'll finish this chapter up. The new rules of money. Everybody putting on some new rules. The new rules of money. The new rules of money. Everything that I've learned over the course of this research suggests that financial success follows a predictable course. It's not the best and brightest who attract great wealth. If that were so, our colleges and universities would be stacked with the Oprah Winfrey's and the Bob Johnson's of the world. Nor is millionaireship simply the sum of our creativity and the efforts we make on our own behalf. Truth be told, the ability to attract abundance and prosperity is a gift. The haves are those who have been given opportunities and who have had the strength and presence of mind to seize them. The lesson here is simple but often overlooked. The most common quality that the wealthy share is their propensity to act. They're intensely, they're, they're intensely action-oriented. When opportunity knocks, they not only take the initiative, they take charge. Everybody put in console, take charge. Unfazed by the notion that every individual with an idea is a minority of one, millionaires plan their work and work their plan regardless. They realize that the gifts from such actions are greater than anything imaginable. The affluent operate in a constant state of motion, driven by a sense of urgency as well as a bias for action. As a result, they cover more ground and less time. Can you imagine? Just they, I just, they cover more ground and less time. We all got 24 hours in a day. They get more done in their 24 hours than I do. I just, I just need to take it up a notch. They get more done, they cover more ground in less time. Now that right there, somebody needs to think about it for a second. Wait a second, what I got set up for my day right here, am I covering as much ground as I possibly can in this amount of time that I have here today? They cover more ground in less time. Now, obviously, they're able to do that as well because they actually lean on their network. And they get other people to do some stuff that they don't have to do. So now the whole team covers more ground in less time. 
In short, it's one thing to read, to study, and clutch your chest well clutch your chest with well-born biblical verses such as Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's another matter altogether to exercise your faith. Everybody putting God so exercise my faith. It's another thing to exercise your faith, to place it all on the line and put those words into action. The financial elite in this study not only talk the talk, they walk the walk. Yes, it's yes, it's true. All things are possible for him. That believe it, but your goals and financial objectives will never see the light of day until you put your faith into action. The ultimate question is, of course, how does all this apply to you? It doesn't, it doesn't unless you are prepared to change those habits that continue to lead you down the road to lack and limit. These ideas change nothing unless you are poised to open your mind to the possibilities, to believe that with diligence desire in some proven smart direction, you too can join the elite body of wealth creators. Charles Darwin, a 19th century English naturalist, was correct when he observed, it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but those, those the most responsive to change. In other words, it is not so much what you do with your hands as what you do with your mind that counts. It's not so much what you do with your hands as what you do with your mind, that counts. And here's our millionaire lesson number three uh, as we continue our journey into the wealth choice. The poor, they keep score by cars and clothes. The middle class, they keep score by degrees and titles. The wealthy, they keep score by their bank accounts. How are you keeping score? How are you keeping score? Then, this is New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book like The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires, written by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, and we absolutely will find it. In the comments below, I'd love for you to share something that you learned today. It's sort of takeaway. All right, I don't do this just to do this. I do this to make a difference, and hopefully we've made a difference in your mind today. I simply ask you to answer this question in the comments below. Was this worth your time and why? Reading Rainbow 2.0, take a look. It's in a book. And that book that we have chosen to read through this time is The Wealth Choice. Was The Wealth Choice. Now, I know I talk much faster than you type, so I'll give you a moment to share your feedback from today's reading. As we're going through now the nine drivers of wealth uh, that we have covered in today's broadcast. We'll say that uh, what we got coming up here, uh, I got a pro we got a BBC members. If you're at a BBC, we do have a pre presentation tonight for our, uh, for our group coaching session. And so that's uh, in our private group. I'm, I'm thinking about tomorrow... Uh, doing a Financial Friday presentation. I've got a lot of people in the diaspora, my brothers and sisters in Nigeria and Ghana, asking me to try to provide them with some information. So uh, I think I can do it tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday, I got a lot of things coming up. I'll be doing a presentation uh, with uh, with the Empowerment Duo, uh, talking about African-American uh, in history, and I'll be covering the topic of money. Uh, and then I may have to push back. I did have also a presentation set up for my brothers and sisters in New Zealand. I believe that this Saturday. So I, I, I don't know if that's going to run, that time is going to run into each other. 
but hopefully I'll be able to do both of those uh, this Saturday. But other than that, guys, this is what we do. We uh, meet. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to continue our journey into the Wealth Choice on Friday. Uh, and uh, that's just what we do at uh, 7.45 Eastern Standard Time. You can uh, go to the page ERGJ Enterprises on Facebook and or YouTube. I will say, uh, you know, if you find this a value, I want you to teach you a quick lesson uh, that money is the exchange of value for value. So if you've gotten value today, uh, then, uh, you know, what I've learned is that those who actually return value, they begin to build up that wealth consciousness. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Obviously, uh, one of the easiest ways, hit the like button and share button. Uh, but you also can support this page if you're on ERGJ Enterprises or on Facebook. There's a little support button that gives us that's a, that's a $5 per month donation to help us continue to do what we do, which is bring value to the community where the community does not, does not necessarily have to pay. And then uh, another uh, space that you can uh, find value or return value is if you decide to become a member of our club. That's going to be at theblackbillionersclub.com. You can choose to be a member there. That's $25 a month if you want to go deeper in what we do and you want to get more one-on-one -on -one attention to help you to accomplish your goals, building dream, building your business, or building wealth. So those are options for you uh, to also support. Man, Miss Elizabeth Goodridge in the house, man. Uh, Mark Day, man, the drivers reflect the sum total of everything necessary to reach your desired achievement. Bobby Blue from the Blue Bland. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, it was. Just downloaded the audio version. Okay, cool, man. I put that thing on repeat, man. Miss Good Miss Guffridge, I'm sorry. Miss Guffridge, we might we must change our mindset. Yes, very helpful. Just download the audio book. Good morning to your brother Milk, big body almighty. Do you have any tax experts uh coming up looking for tips on how to reduce taxable income? Uh, we just had a tax expert on Monday. No, last Monday. Uh brother George uh Dandridge, I can get you connected. He is uh, Elite Eight Financial Services out in Texas. Uh, so he was here with us on uh, on Black Man Monday this past Monday, and I've got I do have another tax expert coming up as well. Uh, I I've tried to kind of put them into the space of uh, financial literacy month, which is in April. Uh, but Yvette Best uh, is another is a sister who is one of the best tax professionals I know, uh, and also Kamari Ellis is another brother out of Philadelphia. They are both uh, what is the EA? I don't know what the E stands for. Accountants in that space. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'll get you connected. Just inbox me. I'll get you connected to either one or all three, and you can kind of go from there. Uh, the rich uh, more, cover more ground. Yeah, the rich cover more ground in less time. Well, beautiful people, I want to say thanks so much for tuning in today uh, to our uh, our reading of the Wealth Choice from the New Black Wall Street Book Club. I want you guys to remember this, uh, that it takes a village. It starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, beautiful people. Matter of fact, we all we need, and thank God, that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is, Mr. DJ. Hit the music. The new Black Wall Street. Thanks you for joining the show. We gave a lot of great tips, but it's time to go. Take the knowledge we shared, hope you use it and grow. We will see you all there at the next episode of the new Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success 
and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth. To build an institution that will teach the next generation about money and your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, it says, well, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street book club, book club, yeah. New Black Wall Street.